You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. And finally, our third sponsor is 988. The Oklahoma 988 Mental Health Lifeline, 988 is a direct three-digit lifeline that connects you with trained behavioral health professionals that can get all Oklahomans the help that they need. Learn more by visiting 988oklahoma.com. That's 988oklahoma.com. And now, let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, your host, back with another episode down at the new Griffin Media Building in the middle of downtown Oklahoma City. It's probably really exciting for you to, you to hear me say that. Uh, but my guest today gives me great pleasure to introduce Mr. David Griffin to the podcast. Um, just excited to dive into the story and all the amazing things that, that the company has done and the companies you have continue to do over the last 114 years old, which... There's not many companies in Oklahoma that can probably say that, right? I, I think there's probably just a handful. And, and like any company, it's the way we started out and the way we are today, is it's totally different. So it's got to evolve over time. And, yeah. and we continue to evolve today. And that's this building represents that evolution for our company. Yeah, well, this new building. I mean, let's dive straight in and talk about this building. It's You've obviously done a lot of renovations to it. You're slowly moving down in here. You're, people are doing, you know, they're doing their... Their, uh, their trials, I guess. Yeah, the rehearsals. The rehearsals, yeah. there you go. Rehearsals now and, and getting everybody in. So, I mean, it's exciting, right? It's finally here. Yeah, so we, um, we you know, our, our company, Griffin Media, has got four TV stations, uh, two in Oklahoma City, two in Tulsa. Uh-huh. It's got an outdoor division. It's got a radio division in Tulsa and uh, a digital uh, division on the media side of things. And in Tulsa, we had a, a building uh, that we... Uh, um, was a 22,000 square foot International Harvester dealership housing and TV built in 1930s. That was a. Uh, it was. It was time to move. So 10 years ago, it's actually 10 years ago. I think uh, in two months, uh, we moved into our new facility there in the Tulsa, the, the uh, Tulsa Arts District, which is fantastic. And we love being downtown. We love being part of something bigger than ourselves. And uh, it's a great building. We did it in, in working with George Kaiser and, and his group and building that out. But we knew we wanted to replicate that here in Oklahoma City. And, um, you know, they had an opportunity to purchase the Century Center, which we're renaming 100 West Main. Yeah. We figured the Century Center is kind of an old dated name and let's go through something cool. So we went online and looked around at, you know, cool buildings. I mean, they're all kind of named after the street. So it's 100 West Main. Yeah. Um, and we were able to purchase it and then design it and uh, really kind of create something unique, I think, in the country. Because this building houses our uh, 220 Oklahoma City-based employees, uh, corporate headquarters and media side and then on investment side. But it also houses the Oklahoman. Uh, they have about 70 employees. And so they're, they're right here. And then we've got Oklahoma Watch and Oklahoma Media Center. So those are the nonprofit journalists. So I think this is the first and only place in the country where you have for-profit and non-profit journalists all in one kind of media hub. And it just happens to be in the heart of downtown, which I think is the most important corner of all of downtown, right here. Uh, Streetcars, we're in a conference room. Streetcars going, running by. You've got the Myriad Gardens here. Uh, You've got uh, Prairie Surf across the street, uh, which, you know, someday maybe could be the new Paycom arena if that comes up. So uh, it's everybody, all of our employees are just ecstatic to be here. 
uh, it, it's to hear the energy. Uh, when you and I were walking in, Bobby Miller, our 4 p.m. anchor, was handing out cookies to all our neighbors, which is just, that's how excited our, 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 our team is, right. is about just being down here and being a part of Oklahoma City. Yeah, and, and as great as the old, you know, the quote, the old building is, you know, out in, was it, you know, northeast Oklahoma yeah. City, kind of tucked away, you are in the thick of it now, aren't we, you? We are in the thick of it, but that left a problem because we're, we, we were in that building for 70 years, and it's a, it's a great building, but it's not a modern, contemporary workspace. And in today's world, when you're recruiting people and the way our companies evolved, you really need to have a modern workspace. So uh, we've actually, it was announced last week that we're donating that building to Langston University, which is the furthest west historically black college. They have a journalism program, and we were connected to them through various people in the city, and uh, we announced that we're donating that building, all of the broadcast equipment that we're not bringing here, which is, was most of the stuff we're doing here is brand new. So yeah. almost a fully functional television station um, to them. They're going to move their journalism department there, and it, it's actually drawn lots of national attention. Yeah. Uh, Gail King from CBS got wind of it. And she's interested in doing a story, and uh, there's a lot of nonprofit uh, in as much foundation where I'm a board member. Uh, they they contributed significant amount of money to help them do a uh, um, kind of a, a kind of a review of okay, what are we going to do with this? They've hired the uh, the uh, dean of the uh, Cronkite School at Arizona State University, which is one of the top journalism schools in in the nation, to come and help them. So, you know, the goal here is for us to move downtown, which is fantastic. It's right. fantastic for our employees, for our advertisers, everybody, into a hub of journalists, which is great for newsmakers because they get a one-stop shop. And then to take our existing facility and turn it into a thriving, historically black college journalism program. I think it's, uh, you couldn't ask for a better win-win scenario right. in, in my mind. I, you couldn't paint a better picture than yeah. that. I'm just so glad it turned out that way. So, I mean, to that point, where does the idea come from that, hey, I know we're going to have a new building one day, you know, and, and, and I know that we're going to upgrade all our equipment, so we've got to do something with this building. And, and it's obviously, his, it's quite a histor historical piece to your business. You've been there for yeah, 70 years. Right. Where does that idea come to think, you know, we, we, don't, we don't need this. We should, we should give it to someone who's really going to use it. Well, we just, I was talking to uh, Councilwoman Nikki Nice, and, and we were um, talking about our move downtown and our acquisition of, the, the, of, of 100 West Main, the whole, the building. And she says, what are you going to do with your existing building? And I said, you know, we need to leave it in really good hands. Because what I, I don't want to do is uh, have this empty corner that just sits empty. And that, that neighborhood needs something. It needs to have business. It needs to have energy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is, is Northeast Oklahoma, just Oklahoma City needs that type of thing. So we just kind of looked at a lot of different organizations and, uh, uh, and uh, Celia from this Millwood School District, who's fantastic. She um, said, I can't use it because we talked to them about it. But she said, what about Millwood? And then it's all right, well, Millwood. And it's like, well, they, you know, they've got a journalism program. So we met with the president and we said, what if we gave you this? And his eyes got real big. Like, what do you mean? What do you, if you're going to give us this? It was a, it was a great conversation. Um, but it just, it kind of happened just organically out of just lots of conversations about not wanting to abandon that part of Oklahoma City or, yeah. or, or tear it all down and just leave it for future development. What, that just sounds like a terrible answer to a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this just seemed like a lot better answer. Yeah. And it, it turned out better than, than I could ever dream. Yeah. And is, uh, is Jim still going to be flying the chopper out of there? No, that's a great question. That's the question. The number one question I get is, are you bringing in your chopper? And <laughs> the first thing I'd say is, well, you know, we're a terrible neighbor because yeah. the chopper is rather loud. So we're awful. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like we can land it on the parking garage on top of our building because it'd wake everybody up at the Colcord, which yeah. is a terrible deal. Or land it at the Marriott Gardens or Scissortail. Maybe we should ask the mayor if we'd land, <laughs> park it at Scissortail Park. 
Um, but we're going to move it to Wiley Post. Okay. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, it, it seems like that's a, a, a better answer than having it in just... I wouldn't say abandoned, but just in an isolated spot with a heliport there. And yeah. that way, Jim's around other pilots. I think it's safer for us to have it there. Sure. Access to fuel is easier. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're going to park it at Wiley Post. Yeah. So so back to this building then. When you think, you know, we're building a whole new building, we get to design this building specifically for us and for our business. And thank you for the great talk because, like, I got to see everything, you know, where it's all going to be moving. And when you're sat, when you're standing at the top of you know below that giant screen and you look out at everybody and you just imagine all the people working at their desks i mean i got chills even yeah. standing there with nobody there right and i can't imagine what's going to be like in you know in, in two or three weeks yeah it, it, it's going to be really really fun <clears throat> we are incredibly intentional about how we designed it because uh, we wanted energy this business is built off energy mm-hmm. and and positive energy and creativity and people bumping into each other and and working together in, in collaborative fashion and we were able to get all the drivers of our business on that first floor that you looked over and uh, all our production staff and IT staff and and newsroom's going to be right there just looking out over the city uh, it, it's a it's a pretty special deal yeah. and it was really fun it was really fun to design we had a great team you had gardner architects uh, they were fantastic to work with um, you had um, uh, um, Jennifer Welch, who helped on kind of big picture overview. We had a great uh, group from our team here uh, and just working on it. Uh, my wife, as I told you, my wife and Josh Welch, we gave them, uh, my wife's a fine art photographer. Uh, sells most of her work in the East and West Coast, but uh, we put her on an assignment with Josh Welch to um, go out and shoot Oklahoma and take photographs. So we've got fine art photography going to be all around our building, images from Oklahoma, which really, I think, steps up our game a little bit. Right. And uh, it, it really is, it really, really, we're really excited about it. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, to that point of just showing Oklahoma off and, and reminding your, your employees and, and workforce that this is where Oklahoma yeah. is, Oklahoma's so diverse, whereas landscape, people, stories, history, like it's, you got a lot of wall space here, and I'm sure you could easily yeah. fill it with great photography, right? I think she's doing 68 pieces, I, I believe, of, and they're going to be big, um, and they're all going to be just just absolutely beautiful. So she's been working really, really hard. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I owe I owe her a lot for that. Yeah, I'm sure you be happy to get that plug listening yeah. to this. You got to you can't can't forget that, um, which is it's special to have, especially with I mean your wife too. That, that's, that's right. That's neat. That yeah. even when she's not here, you're going to see a photo that like oh okay. You're still in work with me. You're still looking over me, all that stuff. Uh, so let's go. Let's go back a bit. Then, obviously, the business is 114 years old. The family business. Yeah. What's your earliest memory of what family business was for you when you were growing up? Yeah, so I, I grew up in Muskogee. Okay. Uh, I grew up, and uh, so it was. Uh, um, I've got one brother, John, uh, who's who's my business partner mm-hmm. in the holding company for Griffin Media. So Griffin Media, and we have two companies, uh, Griffin Media and Griffin Investments. Uh, so John is my business partner in, mm-hmm. in that. Um, but my, you know, my, my first growing up in Muskogee is we were in the food manufacturing business. Just a brief history. My grandfather moved to Oklahoma before statehood mm-hmm. and founded uh, a Griffin Food Company in McAllister, Oklahoma, uh, before statehood. And he moved it to Muskogee in 1923. Uh, got in the manufacturing uh, business there, uh, made jams, jellies, syrups. It's kind of famous for its its syrup, number one selling syrup in Oklahoma. Uh, and he uh, moved it there, and, and that factory still exists today. My brother uh, owns that business 100%, he and his family. But uh, he offices out of there every single, every day he offices out of that same factory that my grandfather founded in 1920s in downtown Muskogee, which is, which is really cool. Um, But he got into the radio business in the 19, late, early 1930s at radio stations in Little Rock, Tulsa, and Oklahoma City. And, And the story goes that he had these food products and he needed a way to sell them. So he said, hey, this radio thing seems like a big deal in the 1930s, so let's go there and do that. Invested, and he was a banker. He must have been quite an entrepreneur. I never knew him. He passed away in 1944. 
Uh, and so, and my dad, as was, as he said, was camping in Europe at the time, uh, which was, uh, uh, yeah, he, he never really wanted me to ever go <laughs> to go camping again. I assure you. <laughs> yeah. um, so he, after the war, my dad got involved um, with my uncle, and um, they took radio, basically sold that, and then got into the television business. So we had Little Rock, Tulsa, and Oklahoma City. And so they, they had that, and then uh, late 1960s, my father and, and my uncle, uh, who he married my dad's sister, and they split the businesses up. You know, family businesses can be hard. Oh, yeah. Lots of cousins and things like that. So they said, hey, let's just split these things up. So my uncle took Tulsa and uh, Little Rock Television. He later sold those in the early 1980s. And then my dad took uh, Oklahoma City and uh, Tulsa, and excuse me, Oklahoma City and the food company. So my first memories growing up was really the food company in Muskogee. I mean, I'd go down and hang out with dad's office, this big factory, you know, cranking out food and, and seeing your name on food when you go to the grocery store. And, you know, right. my, my first job was I was 14 years old and uh, I worked at a supermarket. I was a sack boy. And I still have my first check, $14, which is fantastic. Um, and... Uh, just seeing your name on on a product, it it kind of generates great pride. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. And then you know, living in Muskogee, we weren't able to see that what News Nine was uh, doing because it's just too far with different part of the state. But I didn't know much about that. But as as I grew up, I learned and more and more about that, and really fell in love with that business. Yeah. So when when you're when you when you're 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 filling sacks at the grocery store, you know, at, at a young age. What, what what do you think you want to do when you grow up? Then you see a name on on you know on these on these on these products, and there's quite a lot of family pride in that. But you know, what do you think at that point? You know, I like television, movies, and music. I want to go into the media business. Or are you thinking? Something yeah. Like so so uh, when I turned sixteen, uh, my bro- my brother and I both. When he turned sixteen too, he he uh, we worked in the factory in the summers, and you quickly learn what you like or don't like. Yeah. And uh, and so my other was I, I love news. I, I love news content. I mean, growing up as a kid, um, we had magazines that would come to our house and I would just devour our magazines. Time, U.S. News and World Report, uh, Newsweek, those were always yeah. really, really important to me to go and, and read. And I used to watch uh, CBS Evening News and then in Tulsa at the time, the I think it's ABC or the NBC Evening News would go off at six o'clock. So CBS was at five thirty, and then I'd switch and watch the other one. And so I, I just always felt um, connected to current events and news and what's going on. And so I, I just I just love that part of the business. Yeah. Uh, so kind of got into the TV space and and liked it and said, you know, I like this a whole lot. Um, so after college, uh, an opportunity came up for me to um, work in uh, up in New York. Went through a training program with a company called Telerup, and they sold national television time. So there's they have clients all over the country, and they sold time. And um, after that, I moved to uh, Atlanta, and then. Uh, Came back here. Yeah. Where did you go to school? Where did you go to college? Uh, yeah. So I went to graduate from Muskogee High. Uh-huh. Um, and and I really felt like I needed, most of my friends went to OU, uh-huh. and, but I really felt like I needed uh, to go somewhere a little smaller. And so I went to Westminster College in Fulton, Missouri. Uh, it's famous for the uh, Winston Churchill's Iron Curtain speech okay. in uh, 1947, 48, somewhere around there. Um, and so I, I, I went there, and between my freshman and sophomore year, my father passed away. Uh, sudden heart attack. Uh, he was pretty young. He was 62 at the time. Uh, my mom was really struggling because there was not much succession planning on the business side of things. And uh, there was no real structure. Uh, you, she didn't know what to do. Yeah. And so I went back to Westminster for another year. But found myself on calls all the time, found myself needing to come back home, uh, trying to help her as much as I could. I was 19 years old. My brother was, uh, John would have been um, 21 or 22 years old. Um, and he was at OU at the time and, and just trying to figure this this out. And this was 1985. Um, so it, it was just too hard. And so I came back and, and ended up graduating from the University of Oklahoma. 
which was 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 great. So I got the best of. I got a small college, and then I got a, the big. And I, I had a lot of friends there, and but I was able to to kind of start start really my work while I was in college. And and um, there was a, a period that from the time my father passed away in 1985 to. Um, 1990, when I moved back here, it was Oklahoma was in a, a depression. Uh, it was in a, the oil bust. You know, banks were going bankrupt. Uh, it was it was a really tough time to be in Oklahoma. I remember we're sitting here in downtown Oklahoma City, and I remember the uh, a buddy of mine, real good friend, and I took him up. He was interviewing the Bank of Oklahoma. And I was at Interurban, uh, which is at the at cross street, was at the cross street from the um, um, BOK at the time. And there was not a human being on the street, not a car, nothing. It was the most depressing place I've ever seen, and it was it was it was just surreal. So Oklahoma was really struggling. Uh, our company leadership was struggling. It was it was just it was uh, it was really creating a mess. Um, so when I left, um, when I was living in Atlanta, we had uh, some legal issues. We had some financial issues in the company. Um, and then, so I moved back. My brother also moved back. He jumped, my brother moved to Muskogee. I moved to Oklahoma City. And we had some great uh, managers here. We had some not-so-great managers here that we had to switch up. Uh, so at a, at a very young age, you know, John and I were able to, to work together with our mom and, and the management team to kind of turn the company around. Yeah. So when you do come back then at that time, what is the, what, how many companies do you have? And you have, you have the food and the media side. What, what is the state of everything at that time? Uh, yeah. So yeah, you had, so you had uh, Griffin Food Company in Muskogee and then you had KWTV in Oklahoma City. And um, from 90 to 94, it really took us a couple of years to get everything kind of turned around. Um, and, but you, you have those two companies and there is no strategic value in that equation and it's a you know it's a family business so we worked out as a family that um, we were going to split the businesses up do some buyouts you know my mom was was you know she was interested in kind of moving on with her life I mean she really worked hard to, to uh, uh, save the business quite frankly after my my dad passed away and I think she was like you know this is really not not so much fun um, but we were able to get it really turned around, and uh, we kind of divided everything up. So my so my brother, who's my business partner in the then TV station, uh, single TV station, um, and then he owns the food company 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we, so we started with, all right, so now we got a single TV station. What are we going to do? Yeah. And there's a, there's a great book by Jim Collins, and it's called Good to Great. And, and it really the answer is, the question he asked was, go find something you can be the best in the world at. That, that's kind of your, you know, and how are you different? It's all different ways you can look at things. And so we said, all right, well, I think that's media in Oklahoma, especially at that time. You think about it, Oklahoma is still coming out of the Depression. Nobody wanted it. So we said, let's go do it. Um, and we had a very successful television station. So we were able to kind of grow it from there and, and, uh, uh, and had a very success, had a successful run, and and then in, we used to, I, I called it my Christmas call from uh, a guy named Robert Deckert and Jim Maroney, and uh, they're they're great friends, and they called me about every Christmas saying, hey, we want to buy your company. They had a TV station in Tulsa, yeah, and I was you know I was really young, I was in my uh, early twenties, I had just gotten married, and. Uh, um, and I'm just like, man, why would I want to go work for some big publicly traded company? And and it, it just didn't resonate with me. And we got, let's go try to do something special here. So I'll never forget Robert called me one day and said, hey, if you're not going to sell to us, why don't we sell to you? And, and I had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. I've never met, done a major acquisition in my life, but uh, Steve Forster, who's now president of our media company, and I, uh, with, with a, we built a little team, and we went down and, and did the acquisition and bought Tulsa, which doubled the size of our company overnight and really gave us this kind of uh, Oklahoma presence that really is statewide, yeah. fulfills our mission of, uh, which is today, keeping Oklahomans safe, informed, and entertained, and really gave us the platform to really expand the business into outdoor, into radio in Tulsa. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, we'd love to have radio here in Oklahoma City also. Uh, you know, as digital's grown, as social's grown, we've got, gotten into all those spaces and acquiring more TV stations. So, you know, just having this concentration of assets is really, really unique in the country. Yeah. And we just want to create barriers to entry so that uh, the, the playing field is tilted to our guys. Yeah. And uh, So back to, you know, read that, that book and, and seeing the good to great and being the greatest that you can be in your, you know, in your area – for people who don't understand like the the news and the TV station space, when you look at that vision for what is great for us is what is that? I, I think it's that's a great question, and I think it's just when somebody wakes up mm-hmm. and and they make a choice that they choose us. Yeah, and and we're really really fortunate uh, that that we've been able. to to do that. And, and, and it's really no matter what device you're on, whether you're sitting in your living room or you're, you're on your phone or you're in your car, it doesn't really matter to us. Uh, it just, we want to be that source of information. So that's kind of the, the first thing. The second thing is a sense of pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, if you have a new staff who is incredibly proud of the work that they do and the quality of work that they do, uh, it, it, it will feed the first objective because people feel that yeah. and people see that on air. If people are just, just dialing it in and just saying, well, you know, I've got to go to work today. Uh, we don't want that. We want people who are passionate and give them the resources and the budget to go do, go do great work. Yeah. Uh, that's why we sent Alex Cameron to Washington, D.C. We're the only TV group in the state of Oklahoma that has a dedicated reporter exclusively in Washington. He reports from there all the time. It's just a, it's just, it's a differentiator for us. Yeah. Does that make us money? Does not make us one dollar. Probably costs. It costs a whole lot of money to have employees <laughs> in Washington. I've learned, but but it's the right thing to go do, and people can be proud. It's like we've got Alex here, and I was in Washington meeting with our congressional delegation, and they they're just saying we appreciate having that local voice here, and and that's our mission. And if you, if you go do that really well, the rest of it takes care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's when you really break it down and you look into it, you know, you're, you're with people when they get out of bed, right? You're with people when they go to sleep at yep. night. You're like, you're, you're, you're you know, and, and if like now today, that's probably on Twitter or social media, but you know, you still got people who wake up in the morning, flick the TV on and they're watching you know, the newscasters yep. in the morning. Yep. And, and, yep. And, Today's and, a rainy day. People want to know, is it going to rain on my way into work? And right. you know, what happened? There's, there's a tragedy in Broken Arrow last night that people want to know what, what's going on. So yeah. uh, we, we play a very integral part of everyone's lives. Yeah. And they invite us into their living room. They invite us into their phone nowadays. Um, so it's, it's, it's an, just an honor to do it. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think I've got the greatest job around, by the way. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can totally yeah. see that and totally see why you love doing what you do, because of just the impact that you have across the state. And, and even though you might never meet these people, they feel like they have a personal relationship with that whoever that person is on the other end yeah. of the camera because they're there all the That's time right. and that relatability. Uh, so back in kind of early 90s, obviously, you know, one of my first, in, one of my early interviews was, was with Robin Marsh. And oh, yeah. five, 10 minutes into the interview, we're talking about her, you know, covering the bombing. And she was supposed to be going somewhere else that day. And, and just as timing and fate would have it, they, you know, you sent her down to to the bombing memorial and everything that happened that day. But for you, that was early 90s was kind of like, seems like the period of when you guys were like trying to get your stride going. Yeah, it really was. And, and the bombing really set a tone for us. Yeah. Uh, Robin actually came to work for us, I want to say like two weeks before the bombing. Mm-hmm. So it was it was, it was was really fresh. And, and yeah. I'm shy. I look at the video today. I mean, I was in my 20s and she probably was too. So so we were all just really, really young. And, and, and I'll never forget that that when you felt that blast and we did five days of, of live TV without a commercial, mm-hmm. without interruption, uh, we, we had, we, I'll never forget our chopper was, was taking off from the helipad and somebody ran out and said, Hey, he, he was going to go to Ena to cover a story. And he just went to downtown and we got the only chopper shot of it. Uh, and it's, it's airs all over the country on, on the anniversary, but, uh, that that wind blew away, and it was like, oh my gosh, what just happened here? Mm-hmm. And uh, our teams did a did a great job. Everybody in the broadcast industry did a did a great job. It was uh, yeah. it was a true community 
the, the outreach was pretty incredible, but it, right. it set a tone for the city. It set a tone for our company and uh, showed what we can really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and those are the moments that, you know, and, and the way Robin explained it, you know, I think there was a, a shot where, you know, she's, she's live, right? She's, she's talking yeah. to everyone that's watching at that time. And I think there was somebody ran past her and said there was, that there was a second bomb and she's yeah. like, live oh. on air and got to com- convey that professionalism that everything's okay and never ne- you know. never forget that. that 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 just everything was so fluid that day and and we had a reporter i think it was randy renner uh randy was there and he was running out saying that there's a second bomb there's a second bomb and it turned you know it turned out to be a, i believe an atf dummy right. dummy bomb because atf was in that building yeah but you know it was uh it, that was quite a five days i, I actually got married uh two weeks after that Wow. Yeah. So my then fiance, Kirsten, uh, we were tied up at work and, you know, planning a wedding, <laughs> doing all that. Yeah. It was it was uh, it was it was quite a time we needed. We needed our honeymoon was really just a break yeah. from working almost, you know, 24 seven for right. for two weeks leading up to that. Then. Yeah. So then you got to say your I do's. So. <laughs> And did you go on a honeymoon? We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you deserved that getaway for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because it, the the business that you're in, you know, you, like you said, you you keep people safe, informed, and entertained, and it it's a lot. That goes so deep into people's, you know, lives, right? And we talked to, you know, you, you, David was downstairs. We talk about the weather, you know, the weather in Oklahoma, and you know, even well, a few weeks ago we had some tornadoes, which, you know, it's. It's so important that when someone sees that, you know, it, you could save a life by doing yeah. that, right? And it, and back, it, it doesn't have to be safe to you. You go to in, informed and like, what is the weather like today? Yeah. What you know? What is the entertainment side? That's right. And you got a lot of lot of big elections going on in Oklahoma right. City right now, and yeah. and you know, I think our team is doing a great job of of, of prepping for that and covering that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's the probably the the great thing about you guys remaining kind of solely owned and not being owned by a different corporation is that you know you you get to report on stuff but you don't get to you know when when people watch the news in the states it's like one of two sides right whereas you guys get to be like this is the news these are the facts it's not you know this is my side of the news right but election time that's that's a huge time at the moment in the state not just you know the governor's race but everything else too yeah, no, it, there's there's a lot going on. We really strive to be, you know, absolutely middle of the road. Yeah. No agendas. We try to do debates. We try to just do as much as we possibly can because it's it's an important function of of uh, of our company is to provide that information to people, and they've got to be informed voters. Uh, they got to fill out their ballots, whether they're mail in or go go to the ballot box, and know who these people are and what they do and what they stand for, so they can. Yeah make an informed decision and and we can get the best electors in there and and represent our state talking of the news and the staff that you have did you ever think that you would be on the other end of the camera and never presenting never oh my god no i'm a i'm a i grew up on the sales side business side yeah uh but i've got a love for news uh and and i get that's the business we're in but never you know seeing the business evolve over the last you know since the midnight you know early 90s to you know when you've really been involved with it and Seeing the city evolve too, right? And and coming from that that terrible disaster to what it is today, and you get to look out on the city now from this office and this building, and you know I can't you can't help but notice how prideful you are of, yeah. of this well, business and where you're at, and yeah. everyone you employ. Yeah, it, it's when I moved here in Oklahoma in nineteen ninety, I moved from Atlanta, Georgia, which was th- absolutely thriving. Yeah. Uh, they'd just gotten announced the day of the Olympics. That was so fun being there and being a part of of, of all that. To moving to Oklahoma, and it was dead. Uh, the building that we're in was just abandoned, basically, yeah. and and the, the street corners were all abandoned. It was. People need to remember that time because we need to remember where we came from, and what it took. It took uh, the community coming together, and to to really get to where we are today, and and and. If, if, if you don't come together, if we forget those lessons, uh, this city, this state will will not thrive yeah. and we can't be divided. And to, your, to your earlier point about uh, the political landscape that we're in, we, we just can't be divided. We've got to be united uh, for the common good and, and lift ourselves up and keep growing. And yeah. you know, MAPS played a huge role in that. The bombing played a, a big role in that. It really brought everybody together. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, so as, as, as the business grows, you just start um, acquiring stations after the first acquisition. You think we've done this before, we should do this again and continue. And then that, I guess, sets the path for your, that's your growth plan, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just keep acquiring businesses. That's right. So um, on the media side, um, we are, we only look at the state of Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, so if it's Wichita, Kansas, Wichita Falls, Texas, not out of our, we don't want anything to do with it because what we have is this unique niche of serving Oklahoma. So we put all of our capital into that. So um, we're capped out on TV stations. Uh, so we can't buy any more. FCC will not allow us to do that. So we have two in Tulsa, two in Oklahoma City. Uh, we have radio in Tulsa. So we have the maximum number of radio stations in Tulsa. Uh, we'd love to have radio here in Oklahoma City. So yeah, maybe one day. I didn't know there were regulations on how many you could buy. Yeah, there are absolute regulations. Uh, you, you know, we you can't buy um, the number two rate. The one and two can't team up. So two of the big four can't combine. Okay. Um, so there's FCC regulations, there's Department of Justice regulations. It's a it's a high the ownership structure is highly regulated, mm-hmm. um, and so you're limited to like five radio stations you can own only. Um, so you've got that. Um, is that just statewide, or is that like no? It's in a, in what's called a DMA, which okay. is a designated market area. Okay, and that's a, it's designed. It's basically your 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 broadcast signal mm-hmm. um, dictates what that is. And so they just don't want a concentration of power in, in a sense. marketplace. So yeah. like here in Oklahoma City, we have uh, News 9 and then we have KSBI Channel 52. Uh, so we have two TV stations here there. Yeah. I, I mean, it does make sense, right? Because you could have someone come in, come in who wants to be a total dictator right. and own them all. And yeah, that, put that, that's not a good, not you know, good. competition is incredibly healthy. That, that yeah. you know, if, if one person owned it all, it would not be a healthy. Yeah. It would be a disaster. Yeah. It would be a dictatorship. It it, it would be. I mean, what's the first thing the dictators do? They go take over the TV stations. Yeah. Right? Even today, that's the first thing they go and do. Yeah. What you mentioned there, I I love, is, is that your concentration of Oklahoma. And, you know, there's a giant sign out there that said Oklahoma's own Griffin. Yep. Why? Why? I know this is a home where you grew up, but, I mean... Yeah, like, yeah. Why not? I mean, why not go to a different city and grow the business and go somewhere else or to a different DMA or you know, yeah, it's okay. So you take a market. Let's Wichita Falls, uh, yeah. Wichita, Kansas, yeah. right across the border. What do we add to that? Mm-hmm. We we don't know the community. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't live there. We don't um, know the advertisers. We don't know the the, the newsmakers in the community. Yeah. So what value do we add? Well, we add a balance sheet. And we could do that. And we have some operational expertise. We could do that, too. But you really don't add anything to that acquisition. Okay. Whereas here, when we were bought into Tulsa, that's home. Yeah. You, you know people. You're, you're part of the community. And you're, you're local. And you can meet with advertisers. And you know them all. And they, you know, some advertisers in Oklahoma City and Tulsa are one and the same. Yeah. And so... Back That's to, why. Back to back to the quote of being good to great, right? Just being great in yeah, just your area. What, could, what can you be the best in the world at? Yeah. You can be the best in the world at, at doing something that nobody else cares about. We compete against these big, giant, multi-billion-dollar companies. Yeah. And our you know our little company does pretty well against them. And you're still getting Christmas calls, I assume. Uh, you know what? That's that's stopped. I mean, I, I know a lot of people in the industry, and they, they, uh, I, I figured if I ever want to make a call, I could get it done pretty quick. But yeah. um, and, and then then it's like, okay, then what? Yeah. You know, you you built a successful business. You've got a great team of people who you love and care for. Uh, you got a, a, a unique opportunity, and let's just keep rolling. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, keep coming to an you know into the new building and progressing yeah. new equipment and twenty yeah. years down the line you might have new more. You yeah, know, well, new, and, new and and the fun part of it is is how do you evolve the business? How do you change it? You know, we we evolved from you know my grandfather started in, in the food business and it's evolved to a multimedia company and focused on the state of Oklahoma. It's yeah. kind of a, a, a it's an interesting path, but okay. So what's that next? 10, 15 years call for as we evolve and change mm-hmm. and, and, and thrive and keep investing back in. And this move downtown was a key part of that because we've really gone in and it's just, it's going to change the way we work. It's going to change the way we interact with advertisers. It's going to change the way we interact with newsmakers. Yeah. 
so it, it, it's just going to, this is going to be the foundation for this evolution and continued growth of this organization. Yeah. So what you said earlier, you love news. What, what gets you like really excited and, and geeked up about just a particular shot or just delivery like this? I'm a weather nut. It's the oh, oh, so it's tornado just, season is Oh, your, yeah, I would drive time. my wife crazy, but... Uh, um, Are you down here during tornado season, just seeing it in the... Thing? No, I mean, I, it depends on what, what, we're, what we're doing and, and where it is, and it, it, it's... Uh, if it's in the evening, I'll turn it on at home to her dismay and, and uh, be yeah. glued to it and ignore everybody in the family. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's an important part of what we do. And, yeah. uh, you know, we witness some of the worst tragedies around. Um, we take them very, very seriously. Uh, and we know that we've got to make sure our staff is safe uh, and that we do a really, really good job of covering it so people can remain safe and informed and yeah. and they can make decisions to go in their safe place and yeah. i mean that just it just it's so right down our mission i mean it it is absolutely what we do and we will go wall to wall for hours and hours without a single commercial uh, you know, our sales manager will let us know how much that day cost from a lost advertising revenue <laughs> standpoint it's like you know that's just the business we chose to be in yeah. That's it. Let's roll. Yeah, uh, and everybody in the whole company gets gets just like, all right, let's go. Or, or you, you know, or just covering a really, really important political race. You know, debates are really important for. They, they, everybody takes great pride in all that. Yeah, is Twister one of your favorite movies? Uh, you know what? What's interesting is we uh, advised them. Oh, really? Yeah, they were in our in our offices, and God, I forgot the name of the producer, but she was remake. She was right? in our office. I, I, I'm, well, coming out with the second one. I are think. they really? Okay. I mean, they're coming out with the second. Yeah. Well, they, they hadn't contacted us. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, they, they were, we were kind of their consultant on how to storm chase, yeah. how to do it safely. Uh, and uh, Gary England was a huge help to them. Yeah. And as kind of an advisor in it. And it was fun to go to the premiere and uh, see, you know, he, he, the people that work for you. Gary was in that movie and, and uh, it was fantastic. It was, it was really a fun, fun deal. That's a, yeah. Cause that was, that was my first experience of what Oklahoma is, is like, Oh, go watch this movie and you'll yeah. get it. And I'm like, I love that movie. I never realized it was yeah, in Oklahoma. That's it. And then you watch it when you're here, you know, when I was in college, I was like, Oh, these names, they're so familiar. That's now. right. All the little it. towns. And yeah. yeah. It's just so good. Do you have, I, I hope they shoot the new one here. That would be great yeah, to see the new one here. Uh, do you ever think about jumping in the truck with Val and Amy or any of the other chases? No. You haven't done that? No. Um, Is that a bucket list item or would you rather uh, not? God, that's a great question. Because the uh, movie was good. The, the documentary was incredible, right? The oh, documentary it, on Val and Amy. And the oh, yeah. The one that Matt Payne did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really well done. Yeah. So most of their day is doing nothing, yeah. waiting. Yeah. And I'm not really good at doing nothing and waiting. So I probably don't want to do that. Yeah. I know I don't want to be with Jim, because I think I would not be a good passenger uh, while he's up. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, he flies really, really safe, and he knows what he's doing. But uh, I'd be, I just would not be a good passenger, and I don't, yeah. I don't think my wife would be real happy with me. It does seem that, that I think that we should get you out there, Val no, and Amy, and, and I would love to do that. Yeah. Sign me up. Uh, I think that would be so much fun. To, but all, you're right, though. You're just driving around for eight hours of the day, and then you get thirty minutes of wow, this is it yeah. now, right? But that exhilaration and going all over the state too. It's not just oh, they not I, just I, local. I don't know what kind of hours they. I mean, Val goes all over, and yeah. uh, he's got a he's got a nose for it. We've got the best storm chasers in the world. I mean, literally, we have. Yeah. The finest storm chasers, they're incredibly safe, but they know what they're doing. And somehow, some way, they find all of these. There are no surprises. That's the great thing about living in Oklahoma is there are no surprises on tornadoes. People freak out about them, but we're on, we've got them surrounded. We'll have three people on a tornado. And we got Jim in the air and we've got two chasers down broadcasting live. Um, it's, pre it's pretty amazing how that comes together. It is. And it, you know, I can remember, you know, me being out, you know, from the UK and my mum calling me, or, or, you know, what was going on? I was like, well, we had a tornado yesterday. And she's like, what? Mm. And then I remember they came here during May or June one year yeah. and we had some storms and my dad was like every other Oklahoman on the back porch just watching clouds go by. Ah, yes, like, he, that's it. He gets it now. He, he knows gets, exactly what it is. It's an exciting part of the day. So yeah, our new location, we've got these glass conference rooms yeah. so we'll be able to see them coming. So it'll be it'll, the big storms coming in. It'll be really fun. Yeah. On Moving on to the other side of things, obviously, you know, you, you do a lot for the community. You're on, you mentioned you're on the Inasmuch Foundation yeah. board. I'm sure you're on a lot of other boards yeah. as well. 
as you get older and as you you probably have less time in the business you probably have more time to give elsewhere and give back tell me about that angle and why you do that yeah so i i, I, sp I spend a lot of time on the business so i'm ceo of the holding company uh -huh. uh, and i've got a president of the media side a guy named rob cryer rob and i've rob's worked for the company for 47 years Wow. Uh, he is is one of my best friends. He, he he's fantastic. Steve Forrester, who runs our investment side, he has worked for our company in thirty some odd years. So we've all worked together, traveled together, yeah. done it all together. And so they we, they were elevated last year to presidents of their respective organizations. So which really allowed me to to change kind of how I spend my time. I want to be much much more strategic. I want to be, uh, you know, service to the community is important. I think I'm on, I'm on the Inasmuch Foundation uh, board. I'm also on the Kirkpatrick Foundation board. So it's two. They serve two different groups around, but it's an honor for me to serve them and and yeah. and uh, try to spend some energy on on that. Uh, but I, my my true love is here working with the team and uh, making sure our company remains healthy, both financially and just from a from a team standpoint. Uh, while kind of preparing our company for maybe one day that I'm not around and preparing, you know, it's next level leaders, uh, next level ownership as our kids get kind of get older. As my, my, you know, my brother is my business partner. He's got yeah. a family and uh, we just want to prepare the company for for. The inevitable, I guess. Yeah. You, you, do you have kids? I do. Yeah. We, Kirsten and I have got uh, three kids. So, okay. so Grace lives here in Oklahoma City. Uh, she graduated from TCU uh, a few, right during the pandemic. She walked out of her bedroom and said, I just graduated. I'm like, oh, isn't that great? <laughs> you didn't have to sit through a three-hour graduation. I did not. Um, <laughs> But she sells real estate here in Oklahoma City and okay. is doing fantastic. She's a she's a she's a born real estate salesperson. Yeah. And uh, my son Jack is a, a senior at Duke University. Okay. He plays on the football team. Uh, so he is. He, and he just got a job. So he's going to be moving to Dallas after his senior year, uh, and he'll do that. And then we have a 14 year old who's a freshman at Heritage Hall. Okay. Yeah. So they they keep us real busy. Yeah, no doubt. Do you think that they'll one day come into the business? Do they have any? Because do you guys have? Um, you know, obviously you got a big family, your side, your brother's side as well, and all the cousins and stuff. Do you have? You know, do you have a meeting every every now and then just to keep people informed? Like, how does that? Because with the family business, there's That's nothing right. worse than yeah. communicate. You gotta communicate. You, right? you gotta communicate. So my brother's kids are a little older. Okay. Um, and what we've we've really started this year was trying to bring them kind of all together. And what's this mean to be business partners? And 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 how do you communicate? And is there opportunities to work in this organization? And so, yeah, we're, we're starting all of that and yeah. trying to set up some structures. And uh, I, I've been able to spend a lot of time laying this strengthening this foundation so that if if one of them wants to come in and there's not an opportunity how's that going to work yeah. and, and uh, well moving away from the work side thing what are your passions outside of work oh so i like to work i mean i really really <laughs> it's do probably the hardest yeah. question <laughs> uh you know i, I love uh, you know just uh, hanging out with my family and uh, i burn a lot of energy here yeah and this is where my energy goes and you know spending time with the family i like to i like to cook it's kind of my probably okay. my, my biggest release. Uh, we we run up to uh, Montana every summer and in the winter, which we which we really love. And uh, fly fishing is kind of fly fishing and hiking yeah. are are the things that I really my outside of Oklahoma activities that I love to do. There's nothing better than being in a river after a long hike and catching some trout. Yeah. I think it's a pretty fun day. Tell me about the cooking thing. That's no, I, I just grew up in the in the kitchen and okay. uh, at our house. And uh, my mom always told the story that uh, I was uh, going to starve if if she was going to cook. So I had to learn to do it, and, <laughs> and I just like to do it. It's a connector. Yeah, yeah, it's a way to connect with people and in small groups. And and uh, uh, and I'm fortunate. I get to travel a lot, so I get to eat at some really fun restaurants and yeah. enjoy that. But but I, I, I like weekends cooking up some things and just having friends over and just yeah. enjoying. One thing I love to ask people is obviously Thanksgiving is such an important family time, yeah. but obviously food is kind of set yeah. to the table. What is your specialty for Thanksgiving? Uh, I cook it all. You take all yeah, the, you take it's, care it's, of everything. It's the whole, I get a little bit of help from my mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, she comes in and she's, I call her the closer. Uh, <laughs> Title. Yeah, she finishes. She's a, she's, a, she's really talented uh, in the kitchen. Yeah. And uh, no, we just, it's a traditional Thanksgiving. 
and uh, it it's coming up this year. And uh, you know, we've we've had from maybe five or six people for Thanksgiving, but we've had 20 plus. And trust me, 20 plus is really hard. Um, but you got to think it through. But but it, it's almost like business because you got to plan, you got to build a, you, when you're doing that scale and yeah. it kind of exercises different muscles. Do you have a favorite dessert for the Thanksgiving? I'm not a dessert guy, uh, but I grew up on pumpkin pie, so I guess that's it yeah. for me. That, uh, are you kind of sick of pumpkin pie if you grew yeah, up on it? Yeah, pretty much. Too much. Yeah. yeah. Nothing's better but, than that first time you tried it. That's right, and uh, but I, I still like it. So yeah. So you mentioned family time as well, you know, and burning a lot of the energy here. Is it movies? Is it music when you get the family together? No, you know, it, it, it's going for a walk. It's okay. it's uh, it, it's uh, you know watching whatever uh, you know TV and watching sports. And we're a big sports family. Okay. Uh, you know, it's it's watching uh, football. Last week, um, you know, my we we sat around and watched Duke University beat Miami, which was fantastic, uh, and seeing seeing them have success. Big OU fan, so we do that. Big Thunder fan, so yeah. we, we we love that. That's exciting too to be on the side of, of reporting that as well, right? To have your sportscasters yeah. here and have the, the guys do their thing, and you know, either be on the sideline somewhere or down on the court of thunder. Like that's, you know, perks of the job. You probably get some sweet tickets and get to be involved a lot yeah. as well. Get to meet people on that. On well, you, you do, and you know, you got great relationships with the uh, University of Oklahoma. Uh, Joe Castiglione and I are really good friends, and. I think he's one of the best athletic directors around, and, and just to be in a part of, of the university, which yeah. was a, a big part of my life growing up. Uh, we used to all, you know, go to every football game. It was, when I was growing up in Muskogee, that I think they could have two be on TV two times a year. Okay. So you think about it. So if you want to watch an OU game, you've got to go there. Yeah. So we went to almost every game. And and it was it was all it was friends, and it was the event. It was the Saturday, and so you grow up. Uh, doing that and that was so sports is I would say sports is a huge part of our life have you gotten to meet some of your sport heroes that you've watched on the field at OU oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah have them in studio or just Uh, not so much studio more in at at, uh, down in Norman uh, being Joe invites me sometimes to his suite and and um, he's he's always got great legends Uh, Joe Washington just seeing him play as a kid and then meeting him and yeah. it's it brings back a lot of fun memories i had no idea who joe washington yeah. is was until last sunday and i actually played golf because i played golf with him on monday oh really last monday yeah we played uh, it was a charity event for golf for africa who a former ou women's golfer kendall die is now the president of this charity um and she had her first ever the charity of the first ever oklahoma event and it was a celebrity program so we played the first nine holes with a LPJ Tour Pro who played at Oklahoma State and my second nine was with Silver Shoes. Oh. And he showed up and he had his music player and he had his cigar in his mouth and he was having a great time. And we had an absolute yeah. not the best golfer, but he can we had a he told great stories and had an absolute blast with us. Uh, he probably had some great ones. So let, let me tell you, every young boy growing up in Muskogee, Oklahoma in nineteen seventy four and seventy five wanted to be Joe Washington. We thought we were. So <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was a blast, and I'm glad now yeah. I know who he is, and, and one day I'm sure we'll, we'll sit down with him and share, share his story. But he, uh, you know, there's people like that yeah. that were that were great back in the day. That just like you said, you had to go see them. You couldn't watch them on TV. Yeah, it it, it, it was it was a total different experience. Yeah. I wish people that some part of me wishes you could still do that, right? Like, yeah. You know, that you're not just like stuck in your phone or you're watching highlights on Twitter. You've actually got to be there and see the game and and be the be in a. Part yeah, of that I, I miss I miss that a lot. I mean, I, you sit around and you you know you, we've got our 14 year old son's got so much going on. And he's got fantasy leagues. And he's it's it's just this one. It used to be just you're present at one event. Mm-hmm. And and that I kind of miss that a little bit. But I get that's just the way yeah. things evolve. Is he going to play for Heritage? As yeah, well? he's playing right now for Heritage. Okay. So he's a he's a freshman. He's a center. Okay. And uh, he's been fortunate. He's got to, through, unfortunately through some injuries, got to play quite a bit this year. Yeah, uh, and they've so, been pretty good over the years uh, too. They're doing really really well. My son Jack, he won three state titles with Heritage. Wow. Okay. Um, actually, four. He won three in soccer, or three uh, three in football, and one in soccer. Yeah. So he's a four-time state champion, which is a uh, which is wild if to think about. But uh, Heritage's got a great team this year, great coaches, 
great administration, and uh, let's let's hope they go for another state title. Yeah, that would be great because obviously the history and looking about it, the t- people who've played in those teams have gone on to do great things, and it's uh, it's a great place to, for your kids to go to school. Yeah, uh, it's great education. Friends too. who are. Um, friends who are there friends who have just a friend of mine actually just got a job there she uh she's working in one of the departments and absolutely loves it so it's good to probably hear that the kids enjoy it too but obviously yeah. you got to have employees that enjoy it too <laughs> otherwise work isn't fun uh random question throwing sure. this in there when was the last time you rewarded yourself oh what do you mean i mean it could be anything you see, you sound, you know, you love working here. You work a lot. I, I don't see you ever slowing down. You always kind of be that guy that comes into the office. When was the last time you thought, you know what? I should treat myself a little bit. Oh, every day. <laughs> it just, I, you know, I like getting up first thing in the morning and, uh, I, you know, I just appreciate everything that the opportunity I have. And, yeah. and uh, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not really into stuff or, yeah, you know, experiences are fun. You know, treat myself would be me saying to Kirsten, "Hey, I'm going to go hike and then with my fishing pole and go uh, fly fish for a couple hours yeah. in the middle of nowhere." That's just a that's just a great day for me. So I guess that would be the get away from the noise. Yeah, just completely just drop off. Yeah. Are you reading anything right now other than the news? Uh, mostly news. Uh, some okay. fiction. Nothing. Nothing too interesting. Okay. Do you have, uh, you mentioned getting up in the morning, having a coffee. Do you have like a specific routine or something? Oh, I'm terrible about routine. <laughs> it's just, it's awful. Uh, no, I get up and I consume media. Uh, it's like, yeah, I watch our local news. I watch, I record all the newscast and I'm able to watch our Tulsa operations too. Yeah. Um, I read the Wall Street Journal, the Oklahoman uh, every single day. Uh, and then try to go exercise and yeah. jack up on coffee before I come in and start bothering people. <laughs> it's just so it's still pretty. Uh, you always have the eye for detail then with all of the, the new stuff that's going on, especially within your business. It's it's there's always something that I mean, always something we can improve on yeah. generally as human beings, but as a boss as well, you always keep an eye on them. Well, we got we, you know what we got great people who really take care of all the detail. I just want to be informed about what we're doing. Uh, you know, when, when, I, when you walk by somebody, you can just say, hey, thanks for that great story. Uh, Storm Jones and I were talking uh, yesterday about a story that he did, and, I, and, and I, it was just, you connect with people and just say how much you appreciate their work. And it's, it's genuine, because it's just, look, I saw this report, and that was really well done. Yeah. Well, and, and also I think a lot of people probably look at news companies and think all you do is talk about negative yeah. disaster, you know, like that is the stuff that's going to draw people in. And sadly, that just seems to be the news industry. But to your point, you get to cover you get to cover some pretty incredible stories. And sadly, I think most people forget about the good, don't they? Yeah. But yeah. over your, your, you know, the last 30 plus years of, of, of kind of the rise of Oklahoma City and, and after the bombing, you've told some incredible stories. We, we have. And, and yeah, it's. Crime and, and, and disasters are a, a part of what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, and so we have to do that. Uh, but we also need to be better. Uh, we need to be better and cover stories that are really important. And our group has really challenged our whole team to just, how can we just be better? How can we do different things? And sending Alex to Washington is, 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 is part of that. We put a segment in called Something Good. It really, literally... Tell me good stories. Tell me about people. Tell me about somebody doing amazing work in the state of Oklahoma, you know, helping people or, or building something. And it, we've got to make sure that we do that. Because yeah. the other stuff, quite honestly, can be too easy, too. Yeah. It's just you can go to the cop shop and just read the whatever's on the police blotter and call it a day. Well, that, that's not what we're about. Yeah. What about um, the future then? Obviously, this building is, is now, you know, kind of a lot of your focus, getting people in here, getting it up and running and, and, and functioning. And I think you said, was it November 13th was the first going to be broadcast? Uh, we're shooting for the November 13th. I think we'll be all set. So okay. no. And and after that then, what what excites you about once this is done and everyone's in? What, you know, what's the, quote, 15, 20-year, like... Yeah, so that's a great question because it's for the last, so we've been working on this project really for three years. Yeah. It took us about two years to find a location, uh, um, uh, to negotiate this agreement, to design the space, to um, to build it out, and then to to move in. And we're trying to integrate people into the space. And, and I'm seeing my life um, kind of getting some some. Some check. I guess what I'm saying is I can check the box that these things are done, yeah. and people are here. So it's like, all right, 
next chapter for this organization. As we stare into 2023, uh, our teams are working on that right now. And, and I'm kind of staring out, okay, where are we? What do we need to be doing? How do we prepare to keep this company healthy and financially as a team healthy so we can build this? So when opportunities come up, which they will, uh, that we're prepared for it. Yeah. It's exciting time, right? I mean, and even though, you know, we might be going into recession or the market, you know, whatever you see, the market's not doing yeah. well. The exciting thing is those stories are always going to be there, right? Those good stories yeah. and those bad stories are always going to be there. And you're always going to have something to report on to the best of your ability. And what probably is interesting for you and, and I love is the fact that you have so many different personalities in this building and everyone is great in their own right. You know, you talk about David, Jim, yeah. Robin, you know, everybody. Yeah. And and they're just, you're just a giant family and there's nothing better than coming to work and seeing everyone work yeah. together and, they, and be happy about what they do. Yeah, the, the energy is so good. And, th- and this was designed to put, this building was designed to put the newsroom front and center. And in our old building, they're kind of tucked away. And in Tulsa, we put the newsroom front and center. Here, we really put it front and center. I mean, the, the main entrance and the employee entrance all converge right in the middle of the newsroom. Yeah. And uh, and having all the anchors and the talent right there in front and center and, and how we activate this, be a part of downtown, is something that is yeah. I really look forward to, seeing what our teams can come up with about how, how do we bring what's going on in downtown Oklahoma City into the living room, into the phone, into yeah. whatever device you're on uh, to our viewers yeah. and show, showcase this. Because there is something special about this. And I think there's going to be a great opportunity for us to, to figure that out. Yeah. And just we're limited by only by our imagination. Of all you have, le- all of the things that you've accomplished, what do you feel like you have yet to have accomplished? And what, what do you, you know, what do you not? Oh, what God, you not what have I not accomplished? Yeah. Um, what, you know, my story list? is still to be written. I, yeah. I, we'll see. Um, yeah, I think uh, we got a long runway to go. And I, I just want to just really prepare this company for uh, be, to be very healthy. And uh, to have a group of people that care about each other, who work together really, really well. And, you know, we all have our moments, uh, but, and we're not perfect, but we, we strive to do just great work. And uh, it, it, that's, what, that's, what, that's what success is for me. I'm sure it can be very overwhelming at times, right? You've got so much to do and so many people in here and people coming at you all the time. But when you go back to that mission of yours keeping people safe, informed, yeah. and entertained. It's pretty clear. It's pretty, yeah. yeah. And that's, it's just your North Star, isn't it? You come yeah. back to that, like, are we doing that? Yes. Oh, no. Okay, then well, how do we figure that's that right. out? So it's uh, it's impressive. The building's awesome. The the location. I love the detail that you know. Just listening to you talk about the pa- you know, the passion in your voice when you talk about giving me a tour and telling me all about that. You you really care about this building and you really care yeah. about the layout and how this is going to function when everyone's in here. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun to do. It was a lot. It took a lot of energy. Yeah. Uh, it, it it. But you know, every room has a purpose. Yeah. Everything was very intentional and purposeful. And from the uh, uh, the furniture selection to the layout of the building, and then to my wife who put in, who curated along with Josh and others, the the uh, the the collection of art that's going to be here mm-hmm. uh, is going to be pretty spectacular. Yeah. Last thing, then, obviously, we're coming towards the end of the year. Is there anything that you're just personally looking forward to the end of the year that you're excited about? No, we're, my wife and I are going to take a vacation at some point. We've been hitting it hard with this place. We're going to get out, and I don't know what we're going to do. <clears throat> yeah. What, gonna, do your wife share your passion for hiking and fishing? No, she hates to hike. <laughs> oh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> they so call, they call them David's death hikes. <laughs> <laughs> so. She's going to be in a spa well in, yeah. taking her time. That's exactly it. So. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out. Thank you so much for the tour of this building. I uh, can't wait to see it fully functioning. I uh, can't wait to watch some newscasts from, from the studio, see David do his thing and see all the other employees that you have, see the, you know, the smiles on their faces. I'm sure they're super excited to come into a new building, but also as well for, for the things that you do that, that you don't talk about. Because I know through Sydney, you uh, when I first asked her, I mean, when, when we were at the PJ Championship, I said, would David come on podcast? She goes, hmm. I don't know. He doesn't really like to do this stuff. Yeah. And, and I, I love that because, you know, it, you're not the, look at me, I look at all the cool things I've done. You're kind of quietly going about your business and making a huge impact. And it, you know, it goes a long way to say that you haven't sold out, right? You know, all these companies could have come to you and offered you an obnoxious amount of money, but it goes back to what else, what would you do? Right. If you did so, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, what, it, what's next? Okay, yeah. then, so so what, what purpose are you going to have? Right. You know, how can you interact with people? How can you impact your compu- community? And, uh, uh, you know, and we've, we've, had, we've had a great run, mm-hmm. and it's been a lot of fun, and we continue to, to build for that. Yeah. It says a lot about who you are. It says a lot about your character, and I really appreciate you taking the time to share some stories. Like you just said, you know, you're not done yet. The story's still yet to be written, and I look forward to sitting down with you in another 10, 15, whenever, to tell the full story. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, and for people listening, we'll catch you next episode. Thanks, Mike. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at OklahomaHOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and finally our third sponsor for today the oklahoma 988 mental health lifeline 988 is the direct three-digit lifeline that connects you with the trained behavioral health professionals that can get all oklahomans the help that they need learn more by visiting 988oklahoma.com It's 988oklahoma.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.